0: This is Bob. Dr. Robert A. Severe, Eric Sickler. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. I feel like I haven't talked to you forever. Well, we're gonna, time marches on. We're going to fix that right now. Right now. Because i got a few things I want to talk to you about, Bob. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, there was, for a while there, what seemed to be a firestorm around the notion of marketing return on investment. And I remember lots of papers, lots of blogs, lots of presentations and speeches about how to measure marketing ROI. Uh that seems to have tapered off a little bit just in terms of commanding such a presence in the in the dialogue of, of higher education marketing, but maybe that's just because schools and consultancies like ours have recognized that it's nothing new and it's absolutely essential. What's your take on the state of measuring ROI for higher education right now, marketing and otherwise?
1: Oh, I think it's probably bifurcated. I think you have the the best practices, schools that are committed to doing it, invest the time and invest the money and actually act on the results. Then you have the other schools, probably more schools that uh, they look at it as yet another thing, and it does take time and does take money, and they believe they have better uses for that those resources. I think also some... Some folks just don't want to know the answer. Yeah, They prefer to market by intuition, market by seat of the pants, market by just went to a conference and this is what I heard, and uh, they're not going to let data get in the way of their latest idea.
0: Are you finding that, that presidents and CFOs and provosts and other sort of senior leadership folks are buying into that, we don't really know what we don't know, we don't want to know what we don't know, or are, are they getting more savvy and demanding from their marketing operations to to measure.
1: Oh, well, I think they're getting more demanding. I'm not sure everyone's getting more savvy. Hmm. There seems to be alchemy afoot where they want to pull something from nothing. And they want, uh, you know, they want to fly to the moon but they don't want to fund the rocket. I would say the pressure's on a typical marketing office or a typical recruiting office has never been higher. I mean, just look at the churn of yeah. these people. They're they're staying it's fewer places or at fewer uh, lengths of time, and they seem to be going to more places.
0: Yeah. How do you think this is all going to shake down? I mean, over half of the college university presidents across the country think the business model is broken. I'm I'm guessing it's closer to sixty or seventy five percent by now because that over half figure came from a few years ago. Um,
1: well, it, it's it's discouraging because a lot of them are saying it's broken, but I don't need to fix it on my watch. I'm within hailing distance of retirement. Others are saying it's broken and we need to fix it, and they get stuck in the quagmire of of governance and of political this, that, and the other, and they just lose heart. And then there's a smaller group, maybe even a handful, that are committed to making something happen that's new and different and sustainable over time. Yeah.
0: Yep, and we can only hope for the best – you know, circling back to the ROI issue and that situation with senior leadership and <clears throat> people who are really buying into addressing the problems or just hoping they go away or maybe they'll retire before they go away. Um, when you're working with an institution and you recognize that they're not driven by uh, metrics, they're making leadership decisions and marketing decisions other than the financial operation without the, the benefit of, of metrics are you do you have sort of a standard uh list of ROI measures that you think every college or university should pay attention to um just as a foundation just as the starting point if if they're just well, not a culture that's metric oriented
1: yeah numerical fluency is um yeah. is rare i think that before you can even come up with a standard list of measuring is you need to come up with an ability to actually keep track of what the investment's been yeah and because so many marketing dollars are Distributed across an institution in athletics in the grad school and undergrad in marketing uh and special events. It's real you know, that's the first challenge. Yeah. yeah. Without knowing what the spend has been, it's awful hard to know what it's even kind of pointless to calculate what the return is because the numbers will at best be suspect.
0: Yeah. And I find a lot of folks um when challenged to measure ROI, they they get stymied before they get started because they can't understand that there's incremental return on individual um, strategies and tactics. And then there's the aggregated return, um, sure. you know, combining everything together. So yeah. the notion of coming up with a clean and sort of definitive measure of marketing ROI, both incrementally and in an aggregated form, are pretty far-fetched. But I, what I end up telling my clients is, is that you know measuring your or comparing your ROI against other institutions is really kind of a, a, a phony way to go about it. The more important way is to establish your own bench line, your own baseline, yeah. benchmarks, and then measure against yourself year over year to show improvement. So you can kind of, you can kind of create your own rules for measuring ROI for incremental and aggregated uh, efforts. And then compare to yourself year over year too yeah. to improve your business. You know vision. because
1: you know you don't want to compare yourself to the college down the block because for some reason maybe lots of reasons you're different.
0: Yeah, and I love so that. I always go ahead. Well, I was going to say I love that quote that you sent me the other day, um, and I I can't lay my eyes on it right my hands on it right now. But it's the one about how colleges spend too much time comparing themselves to each other and not enough time looking at self-referential. The quote. Man, that was great.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, it's like a college, you ask them who their cohorts are, and they'll say, well, depending on what you're talking about. Is it faculty comp? Is it, you know, debt service? Is this, this, that, and the other? But, you know, back to the ROI thing, what I tell clients is is don't go from zero to complex. Start with a few basic things. Get comfortable measuring those. And then over time, let's add a layer of complexity here and, you know, do a little twist on something there. But if you start out with, a dashboard that looks like something that you know would launch a space shuttle. You're probably doomed.
0: I think that's really wise counsel. Really wise counsel. You know, you can, uh, you can, you can get stagnated pretty quickly by overcomplicating. So, analysis paralysis even before you start analyzing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Plus, you just spent so much energy gathering the data, you don't have the energy left over to. You know. it's kind of you know the other. You know, it's another thing we've talked about in the past is the whole big data thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's much more of an attitude than it is a number.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. And overextending uh, just uh, just for the sake of uh, show never gets you anywhere. I mean, do what you do. Do it do what comes comfortably and naturally to the level of sophistication you've got working in your brain, and you're going to be much better served in the long run. Yep. Good counsel, buddy. Hey, we'll talk later. Thanks so much. Okay, Eric. See you later. Bye-bye.